Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, and happy Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. If you're tuning into this episode in particular... You're tuning in to Oddball. I love doing that. Where we talk about things outside of the Halo universe. It's spooky times. The weather is colder out. October is drawing near an end. And if you're listening to this, it's probably a cool, chilly, spooky day. To To set up the mood to be scary, I want you all to picture... A wraith-like ghost version of Bonnie Ross floating above you right now. Just, but instead of, but the creepiest thing about it is that she says, Halo Infinite is indefinitely delayed. (laughs) It's never coming out. But there's going to be a follow-up to Spartan Strike on mobile phones this holiday. Oh, gosh. No! I know this is an oddball, but real quick, can you imagine if that was, like, a thing? Like, since this game is being postponed, let's just say hypothetically, like, blah, blah, blah. We're going to come out with this game. We're here to talk today about this new mobile game. The follow-up to Spartan Strike is is Spartan Bus, and it's uh, it's one of those endless runners where the Spartan Academy, they got to get on a bus to go to the Spartan School 1. You just got to gotta dodge, like, the little grunts with the plasma grenades and the potholes in the road. It's awful. Ugh. One of these days I want to play that. Is it Spartan Strike on Xbox? What's, I always get confused with that. Spartan Assault is on Xbox. Strike is only on phones. Okay. So, um, Anyways, guys. We're here to talk uh, today about some Halloween fun. We're going to get a little spooky and uh, do a little reminiscent. I'm going to pick Brian's brain about some stuff I actually don't know. So, Brian, what's, what's Halloween been like for you in your life with your family? Because we just uh, never really... I don't think we're the biggest like Halloween people per se. Yeah, no, not the biggest Halloween people. I pretty much have two. It's pretty much all the same, but I kind of have two phases of Halloween in my life. And I, right now, I've kind of arrived at the point where I do almost nothing on Halloween. Um, but the entire Adulting. childhood, what's that? Adulting. <laughs> yeah, uh, my entire childhood. Basically, the big thing was we would all. I, I'd have like three or four friends come over. And then my parents would drive us over to my grand my grandparents' house, and they lived in like a rich neighborhood. And we'd all go get the best candy, and then we'd dump all of our candy out, and we would like try to trade candy and stuff like that. <laughs> and then we'd all stay up late. I had all four of my three or four of my friends would stay the night, and we'd play video games and trade candy, and it would always be this really cool thing. Um, and then once I was kind of just like too old for that. We'd, I'd just, we'd still, my family would still go to my grandparents, and while the kids went on trick-or-treated, we would have, 
my grandparents would order like these big. Actually, no, Josh, you had them before. I remember, one, remember that one time we were gaming in the basement, and I got my grandma to order us those big subs. Oh shit! We do th- those subs. Like my idea for those subs for our gaming night was because every Halloween my grandma orders that. Did we do that when we watched the remaking of the legend, or was that for just uh, a lamp party? When Ryan was over. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah. Yeah, when we watched the that? Halo Two documentary about Halo Two anniversary. Yeah, guys, um, to, to give a little context, real quick, uh, there was. There was a time uh, my our friend Ryan and myself were going to go over to Brian's and hang out. And I was like, Brian, instead of just doing like regular fast food, you've talked about these subs before that your grandma does. Can we do this up? And Brian's like, okay, let me see what I can do. And long story short, we get over there. And it's, this is like a, like table length, like table length of just subs. As a and a thick I remember, boy. I remember Brian described it being big, but you know. We can all sometimes exaggerate on shit. I get over there and it is exactly like pretty much how he described it. Exactly as it shipped ten, 10 years, years ago. ago. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, that's that's kind of where I got the idea. So every Halloween, my grandma would order those subs. We'd have these nice big subs, and we'd just kind of sit in the nice warm living room of my grandparents' house where the kids went out trick or treating and just talk and it'd be good family time. Um, of course, since I moved away and I've been married, I haven't gone to that. Last year, uh, my wife Erica and I, we dressed up as uh, Shaggy and Velma from Scooby-Doo. Yeah, picture, dude. Yeah, which, which you know, for those of you who don't know, my, my wife has uh, black hair and glasses, so she kind of looks like, with the appropriate costume, kind of looks like Velma. And then I feel like I can pull off Shaggy reasonably with my hair and, and lanky structure. So yeah, th- that was fun doing that as a... Actually, it was the first time I really got to do anything too awesome with a a significant other for Halloween, so that was cool. But uh, yeah, this year we're not really doing much. My wife decorated the house, you know. What she did, like it, the outside of it, or like yeah, a little bit on the you know the porch. Yeah, stuff on the porch like hay bale and some some uh, uh, you know signs and some. And we went and picked a pumpkin out. Take oh, our dog pumpkin. with us. <laughs> so we'll we'll probably carve a pumpkin either tomorrow. I do or like soon. a master. You should try to do a master chief one and then just oh, post what man, it looks. If I post that online. <laughs> oh, it's hideous. Yeah, you should do it, Brian. Oh, you know, it's. It's ba- it'd be bad, dude. I can't. <laughs> my wife can probably actually. My wife could probably do a good one because she's actually an artist. Um, so yeah, that's what Halloween's been for me. Um, yeah, we're gonna get into movies later. So what's Halloween been for you, Josh? Before we get uh, well, I want to say I was like I was scrolling through Voodoo yesterday night, and I'm looking through all these like Halloween sale stuff they got going on, and they have like so many different Scooby Doo stuff, right? Well, there's this other live action Scooby Doo movie. That's like some kind of like third rate, low budget red box oh, okay. thing, right? But the guy on there, I had to do a double take because I was like, is that Brian? Like, I'm not even bullshitting. I thought I'm it was the just, low budget one. I, th- I thought I somehow Littler, got to see a selfie of you. <laughs> well, like the other ones, just the, oh. the, the ones with like the main cast that we know have like Scooby Doo on there. This one actually has uh, Shaggy on there. I was like, what the hell? But uh, man, yeah, Halloween's kind of the exact same for me. When I was a kid, always did the trick or treating stuff up. I would get hyped as all get out. And go do the whole candy thing. I have this distinct memory. One year of going, and we had this. I lived out in the boonies, so out in the country, and off sort of just uh, like down this one road, it would kind of split into this little town, and we'd go down there. And I remember one time just walking like by myself, going to all the houses, and this one girl that was in front of me, her bag like her pillowcase was like just leaking like. <laughs> almost like a candy trail 
And I was literally like, you know, almost like something out of like Family Guy. I was like, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, You're piece taking of candy. it? Ooh, piece. Yeah, I was picking it up. I was like, I'm just going to like follow this girl and not tell her because this is free Tootsies. So <laughs> I'm going to do it. But, girl, uh, I'm only following you for your free Tootsies. Like <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun doing that stuff, though. But I, uh, I've never been a big horror fan, guys. And we'll get into that more as we talk movies and games and stuff. But... Uh, I don't know. So when I would get near some of those houses that would seem legitimately scary, like some of them would have the mazes or some of them would have those dudes sitting there that you know is like the dad in the costume, right? And he's yeah. just got the bowl of candy and he's waiting for you to once. take it. You did it? Yeah, I, I, I sat in a chair with a mask and, and I was motionless holding the candy. And as soon as the kids came up, I was like, ah! <laughs> was that fun? Oh, yeah, because the kids look like they crap themselves. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I want to do that so bad. Um yeah, it was, uh, it, it was a lot of fun, but I didn't do that. I didn't like going to those houses as much because I was in, kid. Me was like, why is that that fun to them? <laughs> I was like, why yeah. is that that doesn't seem safe? And then you'd hear the ones that are like, you'd hear like the the girls, the sounds of like a girl screaming. It'd be one of those audio CDs. It's like all these different sounds and shit. Mm, yeah, and I would think like, what if someone's getting stabbed for real? This isn't fun, guys. Yeah. <laughs> just want the candy. So, no, nah, it was it was your your, your typical like childhood halloween and then as i got older uh i just didn't really bother with it as much like i think just because i was like eh, i can't really get candy anymore and like i'm not as much into like horror stuff so it just kind of like like i'm happy for people who enjoy it but it doesn't really do much for me so i can't remember the last time i've gone trick-or-treating but uh what did man, you be- what did you use to get candy like what was your device to carry the candy Oh man, it kind of depended, but as I got older, it was definitely pillowcases. That was because I was our whole time. Because yeah. like you start out with the buckets when you're like super little, and then you're like, I everyone, get, I'm a I'm a cute kid. Everyone's giving me a ton of candy. This bucket is just not cutting it. So I'm gonna take this big pillowcase and try to pass off. But of course, as I get older, <laughs> I get less cute apparently. Because then you start getting the questions like, "Aren't you a little too old for Halloween?" It's like, "Bitch, yeah. shut up and give me the candy," you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then then you get less to fill up your pillowcase. But and not, it, I think. No, or then they then they give you candy. And you're like, "What the hell? What the hell is this? this dots? You shouldn't even bother giving me candy." Yeah. Oh God. Like Some of those black licorice. What the? Get, get out of here with that nonsense. Toothpaste. That, oh. You get that one guy who's like, "Ah, oh, here you go." It's like toothpaste with like a a little Twix. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks yeah, yeah, so much. I. I pr- Great, great, great idea. Great yeah, idea. This, uh, but, but it was it was fun, though, and I, I'm sure it was the same for everyone listening. The best part was when you got home and was able to just pour it all out and put it on the damn ground and just see it. And my dad would always be like, let me see, let me, let me see. And every time my sister and I, we'd be like, no, dad, no. Because he's... He would joke about inspecting it. He's not really yeah. inspecting it. He's grabbing the reason. Every parent does that. <laughs> yeah. And then of course, and then of course, it's like a, it's like a Grinch moment because you take all the candy that's shit, you put it to one side, and you take all the candy that's good, you put it to the other side, and you're like, okay, that one's mine. <laughs> like, yeah. All the good candy. <laughs> My sister can have the shit candy. Yeah. You know. I know you'd have the ones where like you're just not gonna. The Smarties, I'm like, I'm not. I'll, I'll eat those now, later. I'll eat those later. I'm not. That's I'll, I'm I'll desperate. Take all this good stuff now. That's yeah. when it's December and all I got left is a damn Smarties. <laughs> uh, right. Josh, what's a what's a what was one of the costumes you dressed up for for Halloween? Uh, boys, I think the last time I went trick or treat was 13, and I won as Tony Kukoc, my favorite basketball player. And if you guys want to know how deep into that Halloween costume I got, I literally just wore the jersey. <laughs> it, was, it was pathetic. It was pathetic. But nah, uh, I want as 
I want is the Blue Ranger from Power Rangers watch. I remember that one distinctly. I think I also won his Beetlejuice one year. I think I had the wig and all that shit. What about you, man? Uh, you know, looking back, I never think about this one because I was really young and I didn't pick it out, but my parents picked it out. And it was really cool. It was probably the coolest idea. Me and Creighton were both uh, wearing the uh, Star Trek uniforms. Oh, no um, shit. So, you got pictures of that? Yeah. Oh, dude. Somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Like, I think I'm wearing the red one. Like, the you know, like the, the Your red, red shirt? One that, red shirt. And Creighton was wearing the, brown, the brownish yellow one. Yeah. And we both had the little Star Trek badges, and we even had these little phasers. Was it from Next Generation? Like, those kind of? I, I it would have. Well, I know my dad was watching Voyager at the time, but I don't know if it would okay, have Okay, so but Voyager, one of those around that kind of aesthetic. 90s, okay. yeah. So that, dude, that's we, that, awesome. I didn't know that. did that one time. Um, I dressed as a, This is what's kind of silly. I dressed as a pirate one time, which, to me, a pirate's like one of the most simplistic Halloween costumes But ever. it's iconic. Well, the thing is... Uh, I was, yeah, I was going to a, a church, like, Halloween party, and they did, like, a, they did, like, a thing where the judges voted on who had the best costume, okay. and I won, and I won in the entire church for what? being a pirate. For no, being a pirate, that's yeah. That's dope, dude. I was like, that's kind of lame, weird, yeah, I remember, uh, <laughs> like, pi- lame? like, I don't know, pirate's such a, like, it's like, that's like the thing where your mom goes to Walmart and grabs the first thing she sees, in my opinion. It's definitely uh, my, one of think- the iconic staples of Halloween costume shopping. Yeah, I think my mom did, like, she went above and beyond with some, like, makeup or whatever. That's probably why I got it. Uh, I think the one I was most excited for as a kid is when I was five years old, I was obsessed with the the Disney movie Hercules. So I dressed as Hercules. You did? That's Uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought (laughs) that was cool. Oh, shit. When Batman and Robin came out, I remember I dressed as Robin one year, and it was so funny. I knew you were going to say Robin. You had to be Robin. Because that costume was awesome. It looked like Nightwings with the damn, like, Robin going across. Yeah, dude, it had the nipples and everything. It I had a fucking six pack as like like I don't know, a ten year old. <laughs> like it was amazing. I was jacked. It'd probably be too inappropriate to call this oddball Robin nipples, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'd, be with that. I'd be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. But though. uh Josh anyway, Yes. Hit me up with the sound. It's oddball, of, baby. No. Yo, no, yeah, it's it's oddball. Kid Josh, kid Josh getting up at two in the morning out of his bed, opens his closet. And there's the proto grave mine keys in there. How do you react? Golly, what a beautiful! What are these? Well, these are proto. These look like the proto grave mine keys I read about from from Halo, the video game series that I just played. I got nothing on that, man. Gosh, what that. the hell was that, man? I don't know. That's how kid me sounded, though. I said golly I thought, and shit I, all the time. You I just like, saw oh, infected keys, infected Captain Keys in your closet, and you're like, OG Willikers, really? Wait. I thought you'd, like, shit your I'm pants. I'm going to be honest with you. I just realized I thought you meant some actual keys. I didn't think Dude, you we were on a Halo podcast, bro. <laughs> my mind is not on it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, hit me. Get here. Just because I put you on the spot and made you... Now, you give me one. Give me no, one. No, 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 no. You're talking about opening it up and I'm finding key. Like Captain it's Captain Keys, the infected version, and you're All a right. freaking eight-year-old. No, I got to try this again. It's not going to be good, but I'm still going to do okay, better. It can't be worse than what you did before. <laughs> <laughs> what <a> smart ass. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Okay. I think I'm going to go with my Star Wars shirt today. I only have 21 of them, so... It's not like it's going to be hard. Oh. Oh, God. What is that? Oh, it's... Oh, it's... It's slimy. 
Oh, I gotta touch it. I gotta touch it. It looks like one of those like putts. Like I gotta. You ever have one of those? You gotta just. You gotta touch it. I thought. I thought you would scream and shit your pants, but no, you're just gonna talk, say it's slimy. And I mean, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to reenact me shitting my pants, Brian. <laughs> you need to actually do it <laughs> up against the mic. Yes. Up against the mic, just completely splitty splat. Yes. Oh man, it's not happening. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, uh, have you have you been though with, when it comes to like Halloween stuff? Is that something you you personally like a lot of people love that shit they eat it up like they're all about it i mean it. i love the season i mean usually but as i get older the season usually means for me pick out a pumpkin and watch haunted movies scary movies that's usually what it comes down to but josh i will share i got a good story for you oh let's uh, hear it probably the scaredest i have ever been is that a word scaredest i don't know <laughs> The scaredest I've ever been in my entire life. You guys will think this is ridiculous, but this is probably this is honestly the most scared I have ever. This one, glad we're doing this episode for these kinds of stories. Go Here for it. Here goes. So, I'm sure most of you have probably at least heard of Slenderman. Have you heard of it, Josh? Yeah, I played that game at your place. Remember we got? Oh yeah, I might have to post it. that at some point. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that's a whole other story there. Okay, so. For, for those of you who don't know, long story short, somebody made up this, this story on Creepypasta about this guy named Slenderman who's this tall guy with no face and he haunts you in the wilderness. Well, anyways, somebody made a free-to-download PC game called Slenderman. Eventually, there was another version made called Slenderman The Arrival, which showed up on Xbox and PlayStation and Steam, and you could probably download that and play that. It's a little higher quality. But the original was just a free download called Slenderman. And the game... Basically, all it does is it drops you in a little gameplay area, uh, a dark forest. And when you start the game, it says collect the eight pages. And there is eight different pages scattered around this forest on either like trees, the ground, bushes, whatever. And there's also like a bathroom in the wilderness that like a dark bathroom that you have to go in there to get a page as well. (laughs) And um, a dark bathroom. Um, And the thing is, I jump, jump scares get me really easily. So I was not going to play this game. I, I was not going to do it. Like, I knew better than to play Slenderman because basically once you start gathering the pages, he haunts you. He, he tries to follow you. And I'm like, I can't do that. Well, anyways, <laughs> I'm on the forums online. Mm-hmm. And people in the forums said that the game doesn't trigger Slenderman haunting you or following you until you collect your first page. So I'm thinking, okay, this game's really intriguing to me. I would like to check this game out. I don't want to get scared, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna enter the game, and I'm never gonna grab a page, you know, collect one, collect eight pages. Sure. So I get in the game, and I see a page like pretty soon, pretty quickly into the game, and I don't pick it up. I just wander around, wander around. I'm probably playing this for 10, 12, 15 minutes. I walk into the bathroom, check it out. I walk drop trout. What's that? Drop, drop trout. Yeah. I walk back out of the bathroom. And I walk back out of the bathroom. Now I'm sitting in my bedroom on my desktop computer. Creighton is watching me from a distance. He's sitting like way behind me. I've got my hand on my mouth, one hand on my mouse, one hand on my keyboard. And I walk out of the bathroom. I've never collected a single page. Everyone said that he cannot haunt you if you don't grab a single page. Well, when I walk out of the bathroom, just out of curiosity, I turn around and standing in the doorway of the bathroom, super tall, motionless, is the faceless man Slender Man. Oh, shit. And it scared the ever-loving shit out of me. I screamed, bloody murder, and I jumped, 
and my keyboard and mouse flew off of the desk <laughs> and I fell backwards in my computer chair to the floor screaming. <laughs> And Creighton jumped too, my brother. Creighton. I was like, I was like, you know, and it was like crazy. I mean, I I was I have never been more scared in my entire life. Uh, and the only re- like, so like I would have been really scared had I played the game and he jumped out at me anyways. Yeah. But I was under the impression that it was literally impossible for him to show up. Yeah. Because I hadn't collected any pages. Turn come to find out, people just say that online. To screw you over, and I was I was so t- I was, I jumped out of my skin. Man. That's the most scared I've ever been in my life. So, that's and it's crazy. I know people who played that game were like Brian. That game's not even scary, but just the context, man. Man, that's pretty interesting. Cause yeah, I played that for the first time at Brian's. He was like kind of hyping this game up to me, and it kind of gave me a little bit of preface. And I'm pretty sure you told me that exact same thing, dude. Because that was literally right before you even said it. I was thinking he doesn't show up until you collect the first page. And I think you told me that. I can't remember now. I wouldn't have lied to you. No. I don't know. (laughs) That doesn't sound too reassuring. I don't know. But uh, I I played that, and I kind of it like it was okay because I remember I kind of messed up and I didn't play it right. Like every time I could, I was turning around to see if he was following me or gaining. I'm pretty sure you were you were somewhat scared, right? Oh, I mean, just the sense that this person's supposed to be following me and it's going to happen at some point. You're not knowing when. That was definitely like keeps you. Once he gets closer to you, like the screen starts to fade. Yeah, like it starts to make static. Yeah, but then there was one point where I just went out. I was trying to go out of bounds or something where you go into the woods. It gets real like dense and stuff like that. And that's when he showed up for me, and that did make me jump. And we have footage of that. So one sometime we'll have to post that. My hair was so short. You have that. We should put that on there. Yeah, we should. I think that's on. That's on one of our Facebooks. That's on one of our Facebooks. But anyway, yeah, I'm trying to think. My you make it sound like we have a library full of Facebooks. We have one <laughs> off the shelf. It's in one of our Facebooks in the archive. Yeah, it's a book of faces. Yeah. that's creepy. Yes, uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I don't. I'm What's not the most scared you've ever been? For, well, I was gonna say I'm not typically one for jump scares per se exactly. Although that one in Hill House got, a, Ooh, got both yeah, of us we'll pretty damn good, but. Um, I think the most scared I've ever been just in general was probably when I watched The Grudge, which a lot of people to this day don't seem to think, like, was that scary? I remember telling one friend, I was like, at the time, I was like, this that's the scariest movie I've ever seen, man. And he was like, I thought it was hilarious. He, you found it scary? You know, and it, I was, oh, it's one of those things when you're young and shit like that happens. It's so annoying with, with friends and I, when I was little, When I was younger, I was absolutely terrified of just even the concept of Chucky the Killer Doll. Oh, yeah. Dude, As actually, you know what? I should go farther back because, I mean, The Grudge was the scariest movie I've ever seen, but as a kid, the thing that scared me the most was Chucky the Doll. Really? I was so terrified because the thing that always got me as a kid was how a lot of those movies has that play on, like, the kids see stuff, but the parents don't. And then when yep. the kid tries to talk about they it or something or tell them they don't believe them or they're like you're yeah. just you know you're just uh daydreaming or dreaming or there's no monster in the closet nothing under the bed and all that so the thought of this doll that would like be this kid's friend and kind of like try to kill him was horrifying to me and so, I think the thing that was so bad about chucky the killer doll is i it's been a long time since i've seen it guys so it's been a while it's been a while since i've seen that movie <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's been a while since i've seen so that probably, killer doll I'm probably going to get this off, but I remember them doing all kinds of things to the doll, 
and because it was possessed, it wouldn't die. They'd like put it in the garbage disposal. Oh, there was they'd nothing set, they could do. They'd yeah. set it on fire, and it would walk towards them, melting. And I, I, that that terrified me. They pulled that little I, fucker up with grenades. In the end of the movie, he'd be like, "I'm back." Yeah, and I I, uh, I watched it. Uh, the director's like, like, "Put put them in there at the end. They'll fucking love it." <laughs> I ended up watching it again. Bands. Yeah, I ended up watching it again as an adult, and I I actually thought it was funny. No no part of it was scary, but I can remember as a kid. Walking through our mall, and you know, you would know Josh, the North Park Mall in in Iowa. When I, okay, yeah, yeah. I would walk through that mall as a kid, and we'd walk by Spencer's. They would have a remote controlled Chucky the Killer doll uh, in the yeah, window. I remember that. And I was like, the fact that, that exists means that it's possible someone could use it against me, and that's too much to handle. <laughs> the possession and everything. Cool. Yeah, dude. Ooh. I, I remember when Bride of Chucky came out and people were so hyped for that. And I'm like, why are you hyped for this little killer doll? Like, I couldn't get behind it as a kid. To this day, I still can't. It just doesn't do it for me. But I was so terrified that I slept with a Nerf gun by my bed because I was convinced that, that that would somehow fun. protect me as if to ward off Chucky. Like, he would get to the room and, and be like, oh, no. Fire, he won't die by yeah. a Nerf gun. Yeah, he would get to the room and be like, oh, no, nope. He's got a that Nerf gun. He's got a Nerf. Got to go next door. <laughs> got to go to the neighbors. This but, kid uh, came for packing. Yeah, right. But those movies are actually hilarious. Uh, I haven't seen them in a while, but when I went back and rewatched the first two, dude, it's hilarious. The first movie, he's in an elevator, and this older couple looks at him, and this old lady's like, what a stupid doll, or what an ugly doll. And as they're walking away, he's like, fuck you. <laughs> it's, like, like, <laughs> it's not even scary at all. And then and then at the end, the best part, he's like, he's like uh, telling the boy, he's like, I thought you said we were going to be friends to the end. And then the boy's like, this is the end, Bran. And he tosses him into the fire and took his like, (laughs) (laughs) it's great. It's so, it's super funny. But, um, nah, dude, uh, that like once I got past that and kind of like started to grow out of that, grow into my teens and stuff, the thing that got me the most was definitely the grudge. Like I literally remember the only time I've seen it, I watched it with my mom and if you guys have seen this movie, there's just like moments that are just so like spine chilling and bone chilling. Uh, bone, I said bone chilling. I don't know what that means. Bone chilling. I don't know. Bones. <laughs> like moments where you'd see her and it's like she's got you. And anyway, when I was done with the movie, I was so scared to like look at anything, like look at a window, look in glass, look at anything and see the reflection or anything like that, that I literally just stared at the ground. And I was like, I would, this is, I mean, I'm talking, I'm so horrified by this. I can't focus on anything else. I had this Star Wars book next to me. I was wanting to read, uh, like, Avenger of the Sith was about to come out soon and all this stuff. And my mom got so pissed because I wanted every light on. And I threw this big old hissy fit. I was like, I just, I, I can't, like, I can't exist right now. I literally, I was staring at red carpet. I remember the carpet yep. was red because of that, you know. Because you watched a lot of the carpet. And I just... I stayed up trying to not think about it, but the more I didn't think about it, the more, or the more I tried to not think about it, the more I thought about it, you know? And, but that was the thing for me is like a lot of these movies, I would get just like Chucky when I would watch them, I would be so invested. All my thought would be focused. And I, I was not, nothing in the world could distract me. Cause I was just so invested into the story. Like when I, first time I saw the leprechaun movie, I don't know if you've seen that, mm. but, uh, that dude, that dude reached his hand through a phone and strangled somebody. Scared the shit out of me. I was like, I'm not talking on to anyone on the phone. But uh, Josh, now that you now that you brought up that, I, I feel so stupid that I kind of forgot. So to be fair, the, my Slenderman story—that's the most I've ever like got jump scared. That's the most I've ever reacted 
to a scare in my okay. life. The, the most I've ever felt like scared as in like chilling discomfort, turn the lights on, is you've heard the story when I was at Justin's watching The Exorcist. Yeah, go ahead and tell the story. Go ahead. And Justin, if Justin ever listens to this, he's going to be glad that I ended up bringing this up because he probably, if he, the first, he got to the Slenderman story and he, he heard it not be The Exorcist, he's probably going, that's BS, Brian. You're not telling the truth here. <laughs> I'm, I'm being straight up honest, guys. I was probably 20, 21 years old and never seen the 1977 Exorcist movie. I still have. seen, yeah, and I've seen movies like, I've seen newer horror movies like The Conjuring or, or uh, I don't know. All those, all these newer kind of movies and stuff, sure. and so we we just I thought, yeah, this isn't going to scare me. I never get scared of these things too bad, and so we started watching The Exorcist in in the dark, and like I don't know what it is, guys, but that even now I'm 28, I don't want to watch it. That movie, it, it just terror. It's just it makes my spine crawl. Like the most you, you hear that term spine crawl, but the most I've ever actually felt that term is is watching The Exorcist. I feel like there's something going on with my spine because. Just when she, just that Good little girl. Ever, What's you, wrong? Yeah, Something going on with yeah. my spine. I watch The Exorcist. Ooh. Ooh, ta-ta, not, not a ta-ta-ta. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> that back popped by Justin, Justin Howard, and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, just, uh, just just seeing the, the little girl, like, when she's possessed, mm-hmm. and, and she's, like, floating above the bed, or she's, like, screaming in this, like, demonic voice. Oh, my God. So I made Justin turn all the lights on, and... Of course, Justin, he was he thought it was the most hilarious thing ever. He was like, oh, come on, man. You're just a little wuss. You little wussy, you know. I'm going to have the lights on. I'm like, I don't care, dude. Turn the lights on. I want yeah. them all on. I also want to be distanced from the TV. Let's keep watching. He just thought it was so funny. And, like, he thought that I was embarrassed about it because mm-hmm. he'd tell everyone about how scared I was of it. But I'm like, I'm not embarrassed. Like, I'm fully willing to admit, like, that was terrifying for me. And I've watched it one more time since then, and it still made me very uncomfortable. Do you think any of that had to do with the fact that it was like an older film at this point? Because some movies, some horror films that are older will freak me out even more than modern well, ones because there's like the practical effects and everything playing into okay. it. Plus it just looks older. Here's what it is, Josh. I wasn't, wasn't going to say this because I, I know, I feel like I'm definitely going to be judged by certain listeners for this, but like for me, it's because I'm a Christian and it deals with possession. Oh, I get so, that. Because the, the Bible speaks of possession. Yeah, so, I get that. As a Bible believer, to me, it's something more within the realm of reality than, you know, your typical Something like uh, supernatural. So, and so for some people listening, they'll be like, you know, who, who don't have the same belief system, they'll be like, Brian, that's ridiculous. But like for no, me, it no, was very good, much man. like a, um, you know, and of course, you know, despite your beliefs on it, you know, there's plenty of stories in real life of people uh, b- believing they've dealt with, you know, possessions sure. of some sort. So... For me, it's just more grounded in reality than um, than something like, I don't know, The Conjuring or whatever, or Chucky the Killer Doll. Yeah. No, I get that. That actually brings me up into uh, Hill House in, in Bly Manor I was going to mm, talk about. Which just Josh briefly. and I have just been yeah. watching. We, we might not talk about this too long, guys, in case you guys haven't seen this. don't want to bore you on this aspect. But Brian and I just recently kind of like flew through both of these. And the reason why I mention it now is because this is like the only horror I've ever like really been into, like really got excited for, really been super invested in. And it was because even though it has a lot of supernatural stuff going on, it tries to do it like organically in a way that feels like it's got, it's a very human story. Yeah. Character. And there's a lot of like emotion and death to it. I mean, yeah. it was, it was awesome. Like uh, when I watched the haunting of Hill house, you guys, I mean, it's, it's 10 episodes on Netflix. 
it's each episode is a bottle episode that focuses on one character from the family and you see the family when they're kids and then it jumps to when they're adults and it goes back and forth you see how everything kind of plays together and the story kind of sort of comes full circle and it was just so rewarding and emotionally investing and the thing about these that's that's really cool if you guys haven't checked these out is that as you watch the show there are dozens of times throughout that there are ghosts and spirits watching the characters in the show or just around corners or the reflection of a window or anything you name it but they're blink and you miss moments as i watched both seasons i only caught one in each season and but I when you do, it is so freaking creepy. Because you're like, oh, I didn't see that, but now I do, and I can't unsee it. Yeah, like the scene, the scene where the dude, uh, the dad from Hill House, his he's, he's thinking he's hearing like a scratching behind the brick walling, and he gets the rat poison, and then he's like, you know, screw this, and he's like, I'm gonna peel out the caulk, and I'm gonna like try to get and see what see what's behind this, and he sees that it's an actual like mummified body, basically, it's yeah. just an old body. Well, as he like leans in to do a double take, you see a woman watching him from around the corner. And when I saw that in I saw that in the moment, that scared the shit out of me. And honestly, when it that. comes to jump scares, that's what makes me jump more nowadays. As a kid, as a kid the jump scares in general just got me, but as an adult, it's the real silent subtle movements. Like, I'll put it this way, guys. If Brian is trying to sneak up on me and he's like, oh, "How you doing?" That's not going to get me as much, but if Brian comes up to me and goes like, or, or, or like if I'm just standing in the corner for like 20 minutes and you turn around, I'm there staring at you. And you're like, hey, then I'm going to move. Fuck. <laughs> That'll get me. Yeah. That'll get me super good. What do you think of Hill House and Bly Manor, though? Um, well, OK, so Hill House was amazing. And I've mentioned it before that uh, I couldn't get into it the first two tries. And then Josh kept pushing me. And the third time I watched it with Erica, we both loved it. I think I think Haunting of Hill House is one of my favorite horror productions ever. I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, some things reminded me of like Bloodborne, which is one of my more favorite games with its uh, kind of um, HP Lovecraft type stuff. What so, do you do with the uh, the bowling hat? Yeah, dude, that was such such cool designs in that uh, movie. I, I or the show. I actually I think I could go for watching it again right now. I, I showed um, my mom that scene in specific last night because I was like, "You got oh, really? to see this. It's so cool." But yeah, yeah, it's really dope. So yeah, like. Haunting of Hill House, I'd probably give that like a like a nine out of ten. Um, Bly Manor is interesting. Um, when er- Eric and I started watching Bly Manor, Bly Manor has a very different tone, different feel. It's not just a repeat of mm-hmm. Hill House, which is a good thing. Yeah, it's an um, anthology series, by the way, guys. So like, you could start either which one and not be lost. Yeah. So um, several episodes in, me and my wife were really into it. Erica, right off two or three episodes in, Erica's like, I like this better than him. Oh, right away. Yeah, because okay. just because the the way the story played out and the characters and the setting, she was in the just the style of it. She liked it better. And half, I'd probably say five episodes in, I was considering that it had the potential to be better. Um, but for me personally, and actually Erica too, I can speak for her because she agrees. Um, we felt like the show was really, really inconsistent. I have a feeling you'll disagree with me, but so I, I don't mind. I'm just no, this good. is our opinion. Um, Actually, the only person like, I've talked to about it. So yeah, we felt like it was all over the place. Like the first three or four episodes had a solid thing going for it, but by the ending, it, we just we didn't feel like it landed the plane at all. We thought the ending was really bad, and we thought it was all over the place. I mean, for a while, it has you kind of wondering about these kids mm-hmm. and and the the 
what's the guy's name who I know got killed. About. Yeah. Yeah. So like, there's a guy that was killed, and then there's these kids that are weird, and that's kind of what the first four or five episodes are about. Then it kind of, then it kind of tackles um, the main character, female character. Her uh, is her name Danny. Yes. Yeah. It kind of tackles Danny's past relationship. She keeps seeing this guy in the mirror with headlights for eyes, and then so Rodo. it kind of ta- yeah, it kind of ta- it kind of tackles that. But then it starts to tackle her, like, basically, we're already in the spoiler territory for that. So, like, basically, what ends up happening is she keeps seeing this guy with with, uh, headlights for eyes because um, she revealed to him while they were engaged that she was actually a lesbian. She she was only marrying him because she thought it was right. And he got mad. He got out of his car. He got hit by a truck. And that's what he hit by. Like right as a breakup was happening. Yeah. So so she keeps – it's haunted by that. So once that's revealed, it kind of moves into this relationship she has. um, This building one. With another female. Um, So – That was my favorite part of the show, though, of that season. So here's the interesting thing, though. So it's like – okay, so it's like it's about the kids – and the guy that died, and then it goes into her and her boyfriend. Then she forms this relationship. But then there's also this story about the the black lady. I can't remember her name. Miss Grows. Um, yeah, Miss Grows. There's also this story about her and how she died. And then on top of all that, and then, then there's this. And there's this whole backstory to the lady in the lake, which has kind of just been floating in the background. No one's really talked about. Well, then they suddenly decide to go into a full episode and explain that. And then they go into this whole thing with the the niece and nephew's uncle and how he cheated, and like oh yeah, and it go and it just goes all over the place. In my well, opinion, it just it goes into so many different threads, out of place, just randomly. It doesn't flow well at all. For for it just feel like it was juggling way too much. And here's the thing: most of the things it's juggling, it's doing a really good job of all of them. But in my personal view, they don't flow together well at all. And then the show seems to end on the second to last episode and then the last episode is nothing like the rest of the show and it kind of focuses more on the two girls relationship which is done in a sweet way um but then and then it ties into this whole thing that this has been a story that's been told and it shows all the actors it kind of comes full circle from the very opening of the show yeah it comes full circle it comes full circle and it shows all the characters that are alive still grown up, but they're played by different actors who don't look anything like them. And for me, the the whole last half of the Bly Manor was this steep downhill. But final thoughts before I give it to Josh. I was highly entertained. Some episodes were gold. Um, you know, there's a lot of quality there from acting and production values. I feel as a whole package, it didn't work very well for me. It's probably like a that's fair. Six out of ten. I mean, whole package. I feel like but there's moments that were ten ten. But yeah, there's like I think. Yeah. I think the difference is, and I think you'll agree at least on this though, because I I kind of I kind of agree with you on some things, but I think what we can agree on is that Hill House definitely had more of the horror element, whereas yes. this kind of had it sort of in the background. And as the show the show kind of progressed, it became less of a factor, and that was just more of a. Yeah. It was. It was. Plot it thread. was. T- it's almost like the it's almost like Blind Manor was saying like here's a little bit of horror there will be more, and then more of a drama. The, the second it starts to get a little more horror they're like nah it pushes it to the back yeah. and it's more just a human story. Well, I mean, I still liked it. Like I, I get what you're saying about the the character sort of subplots being all over because like in in Hill House, it does it episode by episode. You get to learn about every character and they tie together in a very and neat. Then way. it like then it has one episode like at the funeral where they're all together. 
And then it has the last sort of episode where they all go back to the house and it kind of comes full circle. But then throughout Blind Manor, it's constantly zigzagging all over the place. One episode might be about this character's backstory. Another one might just be about everyone. It's kind of like, it's all over. But, I mean, like you said, I, I think it did it. I think it did it fairly well. I cared about every character in there. And that was the thing for me. Is like the first three episodes in, I guess it was different because I'm like, I'm coming off of Hill House and I'm like, okay, these three episodes, it's taken me to sort of adjust and acclimate to like, it's not this story. It's not the yeah. Hill House story anymore. It's not these people. It's some of their faces coming back. But it's some not of the, the actors people. from the first series yeah. play new characters in the second series. Yeah. So by the time I get three episodes in, that's when it's starting to settle in. Like, okay, I think I start to like these people. And like the, the chef, I forget his name. I think it was Owen. You know, like he was great. I, I really wish I could pronounce him. his real name. I, I follow him on Twitter. He's yeah. a great dude. Yeah, he is. I just want to say the whole cast was brilliant. Oh, brilliant absolutely. cast. I love all of them. Super good. And, and I wish I wish the most success for everyone involved in this in Bly Manor because, like I said, the nuggets, the high nuggets. For, there was a lot of of high points for me. Yeah. That I really enjoyed. Like I, I was like at work. Like I can't wait to. Oh, the final watch. shot! I was like, oh, I love this. Yeah, you know? it, it was so. It was very good. I love the design of the faceless lake woman. I love. Oh, that. yeah, that was cool. Um, it was definitely cool. So, and the throwback episode. Oh, the moment where her arms come out of the dress and choke oh, her yeah. from the chest. That was. Oh wait, yeah, the so like, you're talking about? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So I, I would say like. Like if if I'm rating the entire show, it's like a six out of ten. It's like three out of five for me. If we're going by Josh's like stars rating more, as what he typically does, I think you give it a four out of five. Yeah, for both actually, but okay. for different reasons. So yeah, I probably give I probably give the first season a four stars as well, yeah. but the second one I give a three. But there are moments that are straight five star. Yeah. No, I completely agree. You know, and I I loved the first one right away because it had Carlo Gugino in it. She played the mom. And she played the, the storyteller, the older gardener, you know, in the Spike second one. Yeah. yeah. And she was my she was like one of my first childhood crushes. Like first it was Kimberly from the Power Rangers, and then there was Carlo Gugino from True Beverly Hills. I don't know if anyone's ever seen that movie. One but, of my yeah. first crushes was a stupid girl from Disney Channel movie called Gotta Kick It Up about soccer. <laughs> Dude, I know what you're talking about. That's that's move cool. That Let's move on. That. I regret cool. everything. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was super good. And if you guys haven't watched that stuff, check it out. Because, I, I mean, the best thing about it is horror, the, the sort of genre of horror does surround these shows. But it is much more deeper and complex than just being a horror film. Like, there's moments, there's scary moments. There's almost like, almost not quite slasher moments. But you kind of have all your different facets of horror in different ways. But it tells an actual, like, And it really does things unexpected. Yes, and I, I mean, since we already kind of went to some spoiler territory and Hill House is like two years old now, the end is actually a happy ending. And, and now I'm wholesome. One. I'm wholesome and everything, so I'm going to eat it up. But I thought it was so refreshing because in my entire life, like I have, we've all seen these horror movies that always end on some kind of like ambiguous, you know, implicative, like little Easter egg detail that sets up for another movie. Like, oh, this character lived. Like Chucky we were talking about earlier. I have one big conflict with the ending of the first of Haunting of Hill House. And I don't want to go like into two, I don't want our whole podcast. No, it's okay. At least we're talking about it. It's cool to kind of like review this together. Well, here's the interesting, here's the thing that bothers me, which I don't care that much because the Haunting of Hill House is amazing. But basically, long story short for you guys, what ends up happening is the people that die in the house spend their entire afterlife in that house haunting people. So what ends up happening is at the end, people who know this is going to happen 
they purposely die there so they can spend the rest of eternity with their loved ones, which kind of makes it, it almost makes a bad thing seem good. When in reality, it's in reality, the house is very, very bad. It's trapping souls and it's haunting people. But people who know this and know that their family and loved ones have died there are purposely dying there so they can spend eternity with them. So it, it's really conflicting because it's, it's, it's objectively a bad thing. But when you see family spending the afterlife together there, it almost makes it seem good. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I actually liked that they went for that kind of like double-edged sword. It's cool. That. It just doesn't but make sense. I understand where you're coming from because the one thing Bly Manor had over Hill House is that Bly Manor had an episode that delved, like Brian said, into the backstory of the lady from the lake. So you actually get to see like some of these more like supernatural elements get some exposition. Whereas in the first sea, uh, when in Hill House, you guys don't get that. There's no explanation as to like some of these characters being there. Like, you'll hear about how one came from, like, an insane asylum, but there's another lady, this older lady in a bed that's just been there. This guy with the bowler hat floating around, no one really knows what it, what happened to him. I mean, they don't go too into detail with this stuff. So then when they kind of tie it in and try to, try to sort of ambiguously imply that, you know, oh, this is, you know, it, it can be just as good as it is bad. It's not, but they try to make it seem that way. Like, the, the one... um the one guy that, that that was the 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 worker, the employee guy that had his wife and the daughter and everything, and he when oh, yeah. he's older at the end, he takes his wife there to sort of as she's kind of dying, to sort of like so they can pass away together there at the house and live with their daughter who died there years ago, and it's like, it's beautiful but it's it's messed up but it's yeah. just it's that's yeah. that's kind of what I what I enjoyed about just the whole overall ending of that was just the fact that it's like, it's dark. But then there's other aspects that are happy, and you it's just hopeful. don't really get that yeah. with, with horror. Yeah, to be on topic, but also off topic, something that this could make for a whole other conversation some other time. But, like, I think it's interesting how shows and movies, the the production team, sometimes they'll decide to use a different actor for someone who's younger or older. And sometimes they'll choose to use the same actor and either age them down or up. And I've been noticing this more with Netflix stuff. I feel like Netflix likes to use the same actor. Well, no. They, Are you talking about both. the girl? Well, they've done both. Okay, so, so um, well, I'm actually thinking about Bly Manor more. Yeah, okay. I'm thinking about, like, Danny, uh, or not Danny, Danny's girlfriend. Who is that? What's her name? Do you remember? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about one of the girls from Hill House, because somebody pointed out in one of the Hill, like, the Hill House subreddit one time that, like, this girl has popped up in all these different shows. Well, to point this out, the dad from Hill House, I would have aged up the dad. I would not have got a different actor. That threw me. I completely agree, Brian. Yeah. I, I, now, I, granted, I thought that said the, the older dad was a good actor. I've seen him in other yeah, stuff, but, but just, like, I couldn't believe it. Out, out of guy. all the ones that had the different, like, casting the adult and kids versions, yeah. his looked the most uncommon. Exactly. And for some reason, you get, like, I mean, I know Carla Gugino like didn't like like her character dies and stuff like that. But like when you see her next to the older version, then you see her next to the sort of younger adult version of the yeah. dad. It's just weird. It doesn't. It doesn't work. No, I that. agree with you. Uh, and then, so this kind of brings me to um, a movie. This is completely off topic, but like uh, Eric and I went to see. I think it was a year ago. The new Little Women came out with. Um, oh yeah. What's her name from Harry Potter? Um, Emma Watson. Hermione. Emma yeah, Watson. Emma Watson. Yeah. The new the new Little Women came out, and believe it or not, I actually like Little Women. I liked the original ones, and I, I it's, I've it's never a good seen story. any of that. So okay, it's a, it's a good story. You'd probably like it, Josh. I mean, it obviously revolves around women. It's not like the manliest movie ever, but I don't care about that. I've never I've um, only ever seen one Die Hard movie, so that's okay with me. There you go. Um, but anyways, in Little Women, so there's a Little Women 
from the '90s with Winona Ryder. Okay. And with in that one, they have the youngest, the youngest of the little women. They have part of the story has her as a little kid, mm-hmm. and part of the story has her as an adult. Okay. In the Winona Ryder one, they have a child actor and they have an adult actor to play the same character. Well, in the new one that came out last year, they have the the the, the story tells of completely different time periods. They have the same actress play um, both the old and the young. And okay. for the young, they just give her like ponytails and like try to make her face look a little younger and put her in a little kid dress. But it's obviously an adult actor. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't always work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you would know who she is. Have you ever seen the Black Widow trailer? The, the one that's supposed to be the new Black Widow? That is the girl I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah She's no. the one that's the, that plays the little kid and I've the adult. I've only seen her in women. Fighting for My Family. Which was She's also in a movie called like Midsummer or something. Yes, like and I haven't seen that because I heard it was messed up, and I was like, I'm not gonna yeah, mess. I want to see movie. that. I haven't seen it. I've heard it's good but, though. But, but anyways, uh, that was kind of off topic. Do you want to okay. go into another movie so we can? No, yeah, I was actually. I got two other things I want to talk about. The video games we're gonna save for last because I know that we can kind of ramble a bit more about that. Hmm. Uh, Brian had had some fun times in the isolations and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. So but uh, what I wanted to ask you about is, do you believe in ghosts? Have you ever done any kind? Like, have you ever been in a weird situation? Uh, if, if your answer is no, that's fine. But I'm, okay. I'm genuinely curious because we don't really ever well, talk about this. To stuff. make it interesting, I'll tell you some things that I've heard. Ooh, give me that but, spicy seasoning. But, ooh, oh, ooh. Is, that, oh, is that bacon? Bacon droppings? Oh, droppings, <laughs> that's like shit. <laughs> bacon, I, know, uh, I know what you mean, though. Yeah. Working Tidbits. at a grocery store. Um, so I have never had like a ghostly encounter myself. I don't think I believe in quote unquote ghosts. Mm-hmm. I do believe there is something. Okay. I don't know what, and that's not me like being coy. I don't really know, but I believe there's something there. Um, I have okay, so <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna play it. I'm not gonna tell the whole out of respect. I won't tell the whole story because not that this person will ever hear this, but they would probably be really upset if I oh, told okay. the whole story. I understand? Uh, but I know somebody. Long story short, very close family friend of our whole family. Mm-hmm. They uh, they dealt with someone who worshipped Satan. Oh, shit. And, like, was actively practicing that. And he tells oh, a story. He, yeah. And he tells a story that he swears by that he couldn't see He couldn't sleep for months. Because he, he's, we trust him. Obviously, everyone listens to this podcast. Everything I say, it could be a much malarkey to you. I'm not telling anyone to believe me or believe him, but this is a, a friend of the family, long trusted, and uh, he was brought... He he was brought to the church to be like helped out to, just to try to help him out and his recounting this close family friend of ours. I mean, I've met this guy. I mean, it's, it, this is a real thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. He tells the story of how this kid's uh, like pupils like dilated to cover his whole entire eye was just like one solid color, and how oh, he shit. threw he was thrown he was thrown picked up and thrown across the room toward with just this one. I think he was like a teenage kid, like 17, picked him up, picked up this full man, threw, threw him all the way across the the room on into a wall. Oh, and he was respect. like, and he was like speaking in a different tone of voice. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say it was like demonic. I don't know. It was just not his voice. Okay. And so it's a picture like, I mean, picture being uh, around somebody who has the strength to pick you up, throw you against the wall across the room, has 
a solid eye color and a speaking weird eye. I mean, that sounds creepy as hell to me. That's pretty damn horrifying. Yeah, I was told the story when I was a little kid and I could not sleep because I was so scared about it. Because this isn't like a funny story they told me. It's like a horror story. It's like something that really happened. Yeah. Make of it what you will. That's one scary story uh, from my life. Another thing, this isn't as interesting, but my mom works in a hospital. And she said there was a wing of the hospital that they closed off. Like it's like all the lights are off. It's abandoned. I'm getting creeped out just thinking. Yeah. Um, It's like an abandoned part of the hospital that was like partially under construction, but hadn't been used in a long time. And it used to be like the hospice where people died. And I guess I guess to get get around the hospital quicker, my mom knew she could she could cut through that zone. There's no lights in there. And so she decided to open the door. And cut through this hospital. There's wing no lights in there. No, it's like it's dark. But I guess it, I'm guessing it's like a quick, Fuck like that. maybe it only takes 20 seconds to get to cross it. I don't know. Okay, just sprint. But she decided she was going to take a cut through there, and she said that while she was halfway through it, someone put her hand on her shoulder. What? What? Yeah, and she flipped around, freaked out, and like I don't know if she like oh. flashed her her phone or something. She was screaming, who's there? Who's there? There's no one. Oh, my and, gosh. And she Poor went. She, yeah, she ended up leaving the uh, leaving the wing. And, like, there's nothing There's nothing to explain it. Now, two things. Yeah, my mom could have been making it up in Ooh. her mind. Ooh, or, or there could have just been some dude in there that happened to touch her. I don't know. But she was freaked out. She was very freaked out. And I, I'm thinking, I was actually, because I work in a hospital. For you guys who don't know that, I work in a hospital. I was actually, I was at work the other day, and I thought to myself, why isn't there a triple A Hollywood production horror movie set in an abandoned hospital? That sounds Ooh. terrifying. Yeah. That if, if, I, if I walked into a room and there was a nurse standing there, and she turned around, her face was like half falling off. Ugh, she had like a syringe in her hand. That would shit. scare me to death. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, I think those are the two biggest stories I can think of. But I haven't experienced either of them myself. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have one, Josh? Just, just one, because I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I'm pretty skeptical when it comes to that stuff. Like, but I, I, it's like I want to believe, you know, or I think there is something with that kind of stuff. But like, it, like I'll put it this way: if I was at a campfire with a bunch of friends, and we're all talking Halloween stuff, and then you get that one person who's staring it deep into the fire, and they're like, "I saw ghosts once." And then the mood just changed. I'm like, ah, Ooh. okay. I got, I, I got <laughs> another story. Don't let me forget when you're done. I got another story. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the only one I have is, uh, okay, now to, to give some preface to this, my entire life I've always been like, I don't like horror stuff, like I've already said. And my mom would sometimes rent movies uh, because she loves horror. She, lo- she loves all that stuff. And she loves Halloween. And every time she'd put a movie on, she'd bring, she'd put a movie on, and I'm like, mom, what's this movie? And she'd be like, oh, this is this. And the moment I saw, like, I remember one time I saw this movie and, like, the opening is, like, these witches chanting around this fire. And I'm like, no, turn it off. Turn it off. You know? Remind me to talk about the witch movie. Remind me to talk about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've actually seen the ending of that. I haven't seen the, the rest of the movie, but I've, well, yeah. So, uh, I w- she, she knew I wasn't into that stuff. And then growing older, I was, I was always the skeptic. <laughs> around like my older sister and my mom and stuff like that and some of the some of the friends that you know they hang out with and whatnot this one time though years ago this is probably 10 ish years ago uh my mom and my sisters went to uh help run a homeless shelter for displaced women and children 
And this was a very like old house. I don't know how old. And to be fair, I don't know. I don't think there was any kind of like story attached to this place, like having had something happen or anything like that. It's just creaky stairs. It's old fashioned as fuck. Like everything. The the basement was creepy to me. I didn't like going down in the basement. Well, there's this one time I'm in the living room late at night talking to my mom in the dark. Like everyone else was asleep. I'm over visiting. At the time, I lived an hour and a half away. So, so when I would come out and visit, I would stay there for like a week or two at a time. And I'm just chatting with my mom, just having a deep conversation about something completely irrelevant. And off to my right, like kind of around this corner, I see what to this day is so weird. I saw what looks to be like a little, like a piece of a little dress. Like, that would hang out, like, right around the angles. And it just kind of, like, flicked over. Like, my mom at this point is out of the room. She's in the kitchen. I'm sorry. I didn't tell that part. She's in the kitchen. And I'm just sitting there, just waiting for my mom to come back. She's getting herself something to drink or something. And I see that. And I'm like, I just stare at it because I'm like, huh, that's weird. You know, I'm like, what the hell is that? And then, like, it went away. And then it, like, did it again. And I remember I, I, at that point I was like, okay. And I, I was like, this is nothing. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I've seen many movies where they don't actually confront this shit. I'm going to do it. So I literally got up and sort of did this half circle wide turn to like, look and see what was there. And it was nothing there. And then my mom comes back in and I tell my mom what happened. And then my mom got creeped out because me, the person who's been the skeptic who doesn't see anything just describes this weird little thing. It seemed like part of a little yeah. dress that was like being playful and like, and uh, that creeped her out. But that's like the only thing I've ever really kind of experienced. So not that scary. But in the moment, for it's me, it was a little eerie. in the moment. Yeah. So what's this other story you got, uh, though, man? Well, this, it applies. It's not technically Halloween. But um, I, when I was around 9, 10, 11 years old, I would go in the summertime. I'd go to a church camp. Um, and on like the second to last day, they would do this thing where they would do, it's like the leaders of the camp would go hide out in like the forest and like, this sounds like a horror movie premise. Like, yeah. So like, it's like we're out in the middle of nowhere at this camp and there's like forest and there's like different areas to hide. And so the leaders would hide and like, it was a game to like go out with your little group and your flashlights and try to find them. Mm -hmm. And luckily I never went, I was too terrified to, 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 I always kept my distance because I didn't want to jump out of me or whatever. But yeah, one of the leaders, I found about this, found out about this afterward because um, I, I wasn't as, as risky. But about a mile from the camp was a graveyard. And somebody, some group of kids, you know, we're talking, these are like 10 year old kids. They walked the mile, which, you know, it's probably about 15 minutes to walk. Mm-hmm. To look for a counselor, and there was a counselor who hid there mm-hmm. up in a tree above the tombstone. Oh, goodness. In a full gorilla costume. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and he jumped down and scared him. And I was like, if I had have walked in the dark out in the middle of nowhere to a, to a graveyard and a freaking count, giant gorilla yeah. dude jumped, I would have terrified me. So oh, my goodness. That was always kind of eerie for me, being out at the camp at that late and stuff, you know? Especially if that had so. a graveyard. Uh, but uh, a couple other things. Well, one other thing I want to mention is last year, guys, I went, because my, my mom used to do the haunted houses stuff. Um, she used to be a volunteer to be one of the people that would scare others. And I'm assuming this is a thing worldwide, but to be honest, I'm, I've lived most of my life out in Illinois, so just to to clear that up, 
because uh, it always doesn't quite make sense to me. But we Illinois loves doing haunted houses stuff, you know, where people volunteer yeah. and dress up and they have props and effects and people go through sort of like a maze, sort of linear uh, sort of experience, right? And wait, what am I talking about? That shit used to be on Ellen, you know, where like Kevin Hart dude, would go through. Dude, yeah. I, just just briefly interrupt you. Somebody went to a haunted house here, mm-hmm. and because of COVID, every spot that someone was going to jump out had a had a shield. Oh, don't literally even, had a, they shouldn't even be doing it, but like no, why? they literally there was literally a sneeze shield at all the spots someone would jump out. So the dude I, I worked with said you just walk through, and you'd see the sneeze shield, and yeah. you know that someone was going to jump out, and then someone would jump out in front of the sneeze shield. It's ridiculous. Yeah, what the heck? Asinine. Go ahead though. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Okay, so anyway, guys, I'm sorry. Anyway. Uh, I my mom was doing that stuff for a while at this one place. It was called Skellington Manor is where they do it. And she wanted me to go for so many years while she was doing the volunteering. And I was like, Mom, I do not feel like shitting my pants. I do not <laughs> feel like running around with muddy trousers. I went on a haunted hayrack ride one year, guys, just to go back. First time I'd ever did anything Halloween, like, you know, and, and when I got to middle school. Basically, when I was, like, post-trick-or-treating era, I didn't really do much. I went on a haunted hayrack ride. And... I was like, you know what? I was I was legitimately like, I was the, the party pooper. I didn't want to go. I was reluctant, but I felt obligated. So I was like, I'll go to this thing. I'll do it. And I'm thinking like, like this is out in a cornfield, guys. That's all Illinois is, is freaking corn and hippies. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the thing and I'm like, you know what? Maybe this won't be so bad. We're going through the sort of like opening entrance and these big giant dudes on stilts and costumes Start fucking touching my shoulders. All they're doing is tapping it, just lightly tapping it, because they can't really do much, you know? And they're just tapping it. And I'm sitting there trying to look like, I'm not scared. I'm not faced. I was shitting my britches. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I go on this thing, and they touch me first, of all people. I was so mad. But the thing with me that always would creep me out, we get later on is the cornfield, and there's this, like, dentist out there in a dentist chair with a woman, and he's supposed to be, like, performing some kind of, like, cavity, uh, uh, thing on her and like she's screaming and it's got this eerie scream and teenager me is like but what if it's real and then adult me now you know as i think about it i'm like why the fuck would a dentist be out in the middle of a cornfield trying to do a cavity <laughs> examination but anyway to go to come back so i didn't really do much of this stuff right guys so the next thing i did was literally last year 2019 um i was like you know what mom she didn't volunteer the last year but i was like you know what this stuff is so important to you i gotta see what this is like Let's go. And she was so happy about this. So we both go to this place and it was fucking awesome. It was so cool to get to see that side of what my mom's been into and then kind of get an idea of what she's done. But the thing that sucked is right as we get to sort of the the first flight of stairs that's going to take us through the experience. My mom's telling this guy who's like dressed as like a skeleton and everything. She's telling him how she used to she used to work there and stuff like that. And then she's like, it's his points over to me. And she's like, and it's his first time. It's my son. And he's like, oh, first time, huh? What's your name? And I'm like, uh, Josh. That. And I'm like, he's like, oh, Joshua, huh? And I'm like, I probably shouldn't have said that. Ah. And then as I go up the stairs, I hear this ominous voice just from above just saying, Joshua, Joshua, we're going to get you. <laughs> and I was like, mom, let's go. So it turned out I actually didn't get too scared and it felt really good to get out of my comfort zone and do that because it like it was really amazing. It was like a 10 out of 10 experience, but I was so happy because I didn't get as scared as I thought. Like it was really fun. I actually had a fun time. And there was this one part, though, where we walked into this room. I have to tell this story because it's so damn funny to me. But we walk into this doorway and it's just nothing but like 
green smoke fog during this whole hallway. And as soon as we walk to that point, I'm like, oh, shit, someone's going to be within this. You know, you, you just you kind of know. You just don't know when. And as we kind of we get probably 10 feet into it. And at the very end, this guy pops up and he goes, ah, oh, fuck. He's like, I went too early, didn't I, guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, we were like, oh, no, it was good, though. We were, we really, really, <laughs> A for effort. Yeah. I'm thinking in my head, like, now some of them, obviously, you have rules. Like, you can't be too touchy and stuff like that. Yeah. Some of them you can't even touch. But I'm thinking in my head, like, what would be more horrifying than entering that and then having the person get up at the end, just stand up slowly and then sink back down? Because you know you have to progress to get to the end of it, but you can't see that person underneath and you don't know where they are. Yeah. That would scare me then because you know it's there. You don't know when it's going to touch you. But, um, no, it's it's been it's, – it's, it's cool. It's cool having that kind of stuff. Have you ever done a haunted house experience? Yeah, I, I've actually – I got so many stories I don't want to forget them all. I know. Remind yeah, me. We'll, we'll get to the video game stuff. We will. Yeah. Remind me about the mummy. Remind me about the mummy. Okay. But I did go to a haunted house once with my very first girlfriend. Okay. She wanted to go to a haunted house, and I wanted to make sure I seemed like a tough guy. You know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be screaming like a little girl. So young back then, with my first girlfriend. So, <laughs> me and my first girlfriend and her girlfriend okay. go to a haunted house, and they decide that they're gonna. They, they said they both want to grab each each girl wants to grab one of my arms and like cling tightly to me mm-hmm. as I lead them through the haunted mansions. So, <laughs> so it's like, okay, now I really, you know, I really I got to be a man here because this is my girlfriend, and then Those it's her girlfriend. Nice. Yeah. So, so what I did, this was pretty sly of me okay. because I pulled it off. But what I did was I had this big baggy hoodie. I put the hood up over my head. <laughs> so my peripheral, my peripheral vision was gone. <laughs> so I just looked straight ahead at the ground and kept my peripheral vision closed off. So I walked through this, this, uh, whole entire haunted mansion and there's people jumping out, scaring us the whole time. Both the girls on my arms are screaming terrified they and i'm just kind of being your shields and i'm just standing there like a complete <laughs> boss like i didn't jump a single time i didn't scream i just stood there with my hoodie up like freaking think i'm a little m&m or something walking through there and i never got scared <laughs> and i just hilarious. to them they just thought i was like tough you know like i wasn't scared yeah. but like truth be told i didn't see shit because i wasn't looking because you know? they Dude, can't I, touch you that's so. funny i have to mention too uh when when i went through that uh, haunted experience with my mom it was fun too because in typical Josh fashion, we complimented like every person. Like we like, like one lady doing great. like we walk by a couch and this one lady you'd hear this like and she'd start climbing out from under this couch and I was like, Whoa, look at that. I was like, That's dude, that was awesome. Great job. And my, then another time my When's mom the last was like, time you cleaned up? Yeah, my mom was like, Your makeup job is so good. You did so great. This other girl got in my face and like she was like we were in this doll room and she's like, Why won't you look at me? Why won't you look at me? Like she just keeps tilting her head, getting in my face. Like she can't touch me, but she keeps looking at me and just keeps asking me those questions. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, this room's pretty creepy, but I mean, you did super great. You looks great. You know, I'm, I'm trying to like get through it because it. I mean, it's still eerie in a sense. But let's be real, Josh. You're probably baby can't get your number. I mean, that girl was cute. I'm not gonna lie. Like amidst all that makeup and stuff. But, like, <laughs> but anyway, that's you really, that's the Are you really porcelain? Oh God, <laughs> porcelain. That, that, that stuff creeps me out. That's oh my God. Ooh. Oh shit. I got one quick story. Man, I like this. I like this. Good. Uh, I remember the mummy story, by the way. But the, so don't forget this other one you just told me. But um. Real quick, uh, there was there was one house my mom was living in, and this uh, the, at the time, long story short, uh, a family friend was living there as well, 
and their his mother that had dementia was living there, and she had passed away. Well, her room was still intact at that point; hadn't kind of like moved the stuff out and whatnot. Well, at the time, that there was a bedroom in there. It wasn't her bed, but it was just a bed that had been moved in there. Some things had been changed and whatnot. But she had these porcelain dolls. So, nope. I was well, like, I, me, I was like, Mom, I'm not really cool with this, but there's nowhere else to sleep, so I'll I'll, I'll try it. And I, God, it was so creepy. There was this piece of cardboard. I was just, just standing up. And long story short, I'm sitting on my phone. The lights are on, and I got semi internet access out there. And all of a sudden, the cardboard, like it's leaning on a wall, like just leaning, and, and, and like the weight of it is against the wall. It's fine, but suddenly it goes in the opposite direction, and just. And I was like, "Yep, I'm not sleeping in here." Hey, Shakira, <laughs> that's my older sister's name. I'm like Shakira. I'm like. Guess what happened? Come here. I got her room was like next door. I'm like, I got to tell you what happened. She's like, it's cardboard, Josh. It's fine. I'm like, I'm not fine. That was, you know, and I'm trying to rationalize and explain everything. But yeah, tell me this story you got. I don't want you to forget. I got four stories. Yeah. Remind me this. Okay. Mummy, Painted Lady, Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. What was the last one? Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Hit me with Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Okay. So Nightmare on Elm Street, Buzz Lightyear, Painted Lady. What was the other one? Mummy. Buzz Lightyear, okay. Painted Lady, Mummy, Mummy and then Night- Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, Nightmare on Elm Street, get that one over with quickly. My dad hyped up to me forever how Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, the original, was the scariest movie of all time, uh-huh. that I would not be able to handle it. I was terrified. He hyped this up for years. Finally, I sit down to watch it with him. I'm probably like 13. And the movie's so old, and the effects are so old, my dad's jumping right and left, and I'm just laughing at it. I mean, that's that's just the whole story. So basically, my dad like I just thought of something be, too. Go ahead. Because he because he was like you know my dad was grew up with that. So to him that was terrifying for me. I'm like this these effects are horrible. Okay, uh, painted lady. I lived in a house back in Iowa, Ugh. and down the street there was a lady who lived alone, and she was painted from head to toe. Old lady, old lady. I'm talking uh, probably seventy. Okay. And she was painted from head to toe and wore a maid's uniform. And she was always painted. Like, she literally, her whole body was painted. Like, she was, her body was painted white, like a doll. This elderly lady that lived there? Yeah. She, they, they, everyone called her the painted lady because she literally was painted. She painted herself. And you would you'd drive by the house and she'd just be outside the front of her house with a broom just sweeping. Chilling? Sweeping with a broom. But she's literally like, got legit fucking painted. Yep. Whole body's the painted fuck? white. Face and everything. Terrifying. I ain't going in there for lemonade. Fuck that. Yep. But hey, okay, kudos got, to her for chilling and being able to rub uh, that. I got the mummy. What was the other one? Oh, there's uh, not more to that painted lady? That's it. No, you just you just drove by and she was just oh, sweeping. Creepy. It's something to say real quick, guys. That's the thing about uh, growing up in Illinois and kind of the Iowa side. There is so much boonies, like so much country, and like I said, cornfields and stuff like that. It can be super eerie. I was dr- my, my mom uh, lives out in the country now, and I just went over there last night to visit, and I was driving home. I, I'll show you the video, Brian, after, but like... It was so damn dark out there. I could barely see anything. And it's all this gravel road, so it's country road. And I was just speeding through it in order to get back onto the interstate. I was so, like, on edge and uncomfortable. It's just, it's it's eerie out there at night in the country. If you guys have ever seen children, if your car breaks down out there, you're like, if your car breaks down out there, oh my. Buzz Lightyear, Brian. Okay, Buzz Lightyear. This one, to me, it's good, but we'll see. Okay, so I was like, (laughs) they're all I was like seven years old. Okay. And. So, like many of you growing up, you probably had a toy box. I had a toy box. And basically, it was just a box with all my toys just chucked in it. You know, they were not organized or anything. Well, 
I was sleeping in my bed at night and I'm laying there and suddenly Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Oh, I hear him. <laughs> so really I like hear, your eyes go wide. Oh yeah, because I'm laying there, I'm like, okay. I'm a little freaked out right now. <laughs> it's not gonna it's not gonna happen again. And it's like uh to infinity and beyond. I'm like, oh shit. Oh shit. Okay, so I'm dead. Dad, come here, Dad. Okay, what, what? He comes in there in his underwear. You know what's wrong? I'm like, Dad. I'm like, Buzz Lightyear. I'm like, Buzz Lightyear is, is talking. And my yeah. dad's like, What do you mean? I'm like, He's he's going off. And my dad's like, Oh, he's probably just he's at the bottom of the toy box. His buttons are pressed down by other toys. You know what I mean? I'm classic, like, okay, yeah. classic parent rationalization. That that makes sense. That makes sense. So he takes Buzz Lightyear out of the toy box, sets him on the top. He's the top toy. Leaves the room. Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. He's talking again. Oh, man. Now I'm freak, I am freaking sprint out of the room, run in my parents' room. I tell them I'm sleeping there tonight. Yeah. My parents say, no, you're not. You're not. No. Brian, you're too old for this. I'm like seven or eight years old. I am too old for that. I, I'm like, please, please, let me in the bed. They're like, no, 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 you're not sleeping here. So my dad goes into the room, grabs Buzz Lightyear, goes into the kitchen, gets a screwdriver, takes the batteries out of Buzz Lightyear. Sets Buzz Lightyear on the stove. And I'm still terrified already at this moment. Comes back to the bedroom and I'm sleeping on the floor next to my parents' bed. I'm, I'm not sleeping. I'm laying there trying to say, my dad's like, you need to go out. You need to. I was like, no, just let me lay here. And my mom's like, just let him lay there, whatever. So I'm laying on the floor after my dad's removed the, after my dad's removed the batteries. I'm laying on the floor. And suddenly we hear something fall off the stove. No fucking way, dude. And my dad goes out there, and Buzz Lightyear is on the ground. And I'm like, I, at this point, dude, as a seven-year-old, I am scared shitless. I am convinced he's actually come alive. <laughs> because I'm like, <laughs> you took his batteries out, and now, how did he get off the stove? Okay, okay you could say, now the only thing I can think of is that my dad set him on the edge of the stove, and he slowly fell off. Yeah. But like... Because no one was in there, and he didn't fall till everyone was gone. So I'm like, so I ended up sleeping in my parents' bed that night. I, I was I, your I dad at all kind of like uncomfortable at that point, knowing the buildup. My, my dad didn't know what happened, but he he wasn't scared, but he was like he didn't understand it either. Huh. But I was like, oh my! But that was the last oh of it was the falling off. Yeah, that was it. And I slept in my parents' bed that night, and my dad was pissed because he's like, this is ridiculous. You're too old for this. But I'm like. Buzz Lightyear's trying to kill me, bro. That was terrifying. But yeah, I, I wanted to end with that one because that one's the that was the better one. But the, the Mummy's not as good. I went to Universal Studios, uh -huh. um, and they have a Universal Studios experience, the Mummy experience ride. Yeah, and so it's more funny than it's scary, I guess. But like, so I'm like 12, and I want someone to go with me. So my grandma Kay goes with me, and we get on this. It's a roller coaster that's inside of a building. Is it the Brendan Fraser and, Mummy? Yeah, the Brendan Fraser Mummy. So. We get in this, and I'm thinking, like, it's a roller coaster. Like, it's not going to be that scary. And my grandma's thinking, she's, my grandma's scared of roller coasters, as in the thrill ride. Not, yeah. not in, like, well, I'm like scared fighter, of, like, so I get it. I'm like, I might be scared of the mummy. She's like, I'm scared of the ride. So we're in there, and I'm thinking, okay, what well, can't be that scary. I'm scared well, of the experience. Yeah. So the roller coaster starts, and it just drives straight into this room, and the door's shut behind us. Mm -hmm. And out onto the stage walks the mummy from the movie. I'm not talking about the actor. I'm talking about before he gets flesh, where the Beatles yeah. are crawling through his head. They had a multi. I think it was a ten. I think they said ten million dollar, ten million dollar robot designed to look and act exactly. 
it looked I was in the room with the mummy, Josh, from the movie. Mm-hmm. Like it literally moved. It looked real. It looked like that had to been very anyone. unsettling. It was because he was like, "Oh, this is your final night. You're going to die." And I'm like, "Oh shit! I want to get on this. <laughs> I came here from Disney World." Uh, so I'm terrified. Uh, I'm terrified. And I'm terrified of the mummy, and my grandma's terrified of the roller coaster. So then it like shoots us forward super fast. And we're coming into this brick wall. It looks like we're about to ram into the brick wall. Platform well, it gets to quarters. Yeah, it gets to the brick wall and it slams the brakes on. And the brick wall is actually covered by a like projector screen. And those beetles crawl across the wall oh, in front of cool. us. Oh, that's cool. And then it shoots us in reverse. And I'm like terrified. And my, ah! grandma's, my grandma's like terrified because it just shot us frontward and backward. And then it gets to the end of the ride. We're terrified. We get into the ride and we, we get to the top of this hill. And there's a window up in the corner, and the window shows a, a a regular like shadow of a man behind the window, and he's just hanging out. And then suddenly, uh, a shadow hand grabs his neck and sucks the the flesh out of him. So, you know, it turns into skeleton. Shit. And then the window breaks open, and it's the mummy robot again. He's like, "This is it. This is where you die." And I'm like, "Oh my god! Oh shit, <laughs> Grandma, I love you." Um, and it takes us like downhill into this what looks like lava. It looks like you're gonna fall into lava, but then it, you know, obviously doesn't take you into lava. But while you're going downhill into the lava, it snaps one of those roller coaster pictures of me and my grandma. Oh, yeah. And we get to the end of the ride and we look at our picture afterward. And one of my one of me and my grandma's biggest regrets is we didn't buy it. It was ridiculously priced, like $35 for a photo. Ugh. But we get the picture, and it is me and my grandma's faces ghostly white with our jaws open. <laughs> it just goes through my jaws. He's clenched. We were terrified, dude. Oh, so it man. was, yeah, it was an experience. I love these I, stories. Uh, at least, I, at least, I got caught up on all my experience or stories that were in my head. But yeah, uh, that's awesome. I, I got one Josh, more. We got 15 minutes. I know here. we're gonna talk video so. games. I gotta say one more. It's a very quick one. Okay. Uh, earlier in the year, we were, I watched Crimson Peak with my dad. Crimson Peak's kind of a it's a Guillermo del Toro film, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, Jessica Chastain, a couple other people. Long story short, uh, it's not super scary. I, I get scared very easily, so it's not super scary by my standards. Um, and that being said, there are some like sort of fleshy, like like corpse women, you know, without giving away plot details that are like sometimes seen walking through the house and all this kind of stuff. Well, my dad's watching this, and, and we kind of watch it in spurts. And as we're watching it, you know, everything's fine. We're just kind of taking it as is. But like the third, the third watch as we're kind of chipping away at this movie, my dad at one point just is completely quiet. We're both watching the movie. I don't know where my dad just goes. I told you I don't like these kind of movies. And I just lose it at that point. Your your dad, you always. You always put them in such positions that are hilarious. It's so funny to me, and it's so sweet at the same time. And I remember, like later on, I was like, the next the next time we went to watch it, or, or we're about to, I was like, oh, do you want to watch? Do you want to finish it? And he was like, Nah. He's like, I, I, I'm gonna do some other stuff. And I was like, Well, do you want me to just finish it on my own? He's like, Yeah, go ahead. I got a bunch of other stuff to do. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> go ahead and finish it. I so it was, it was very wholesome in a, in a way, very sweet. Because I, I, I take after my dad on that. I, I don't like, you know, he doesn't like scary stuff as much either. But let's talk video games, guys. Uh, we got a couple, couple, I guess, horror games we played before. Brian, you played things like Out, was it Outlast? Outlast, Amnesia, Amnesia, um, Condemned, Criminal Origins. Oh, okay, yes, Condemned. That's that's probably gonna be my. Um, I would say, okay, Amnesia. I mean, that's that's just known in the gaming community as like the scary game. 
I'm not saying it's the scariest, but like everyone knows amnesia. It's iconic. Uh, amnesia was pretty creepy because like I think for most people, I feel like the most revered part of the first amnesia is the part where you're jumping across floating crates and there's a there's an invisible uh, enemy that's that's making footprints in the water. Mm. So you're trying to get through the water and like the water splashing where it's walking, but you can't Ooh. see it. Um, but for me, um, the scariest thing is just probably when I'm just like, I'm in a dark room and my lantern's running out of oil and there's a creature in there with me. I mean, it, it's just creepy. I mean, it's just a, the whole atmosphere of the amnesia games. Very creepy. Um, Outlast was pretty scary as well, but Outlast, it rode the line between, like it was genuinely scary, but there's one part where like freaking naked dudes with their dongs flapping around <laughs> are chasing you. And I'm looking back at this dude with his dong just flapping back with forth. Like, I can't take this seriously. Uh, they got pretty penis huh? Uh, Criminal Origins is pretty creepy, though. And the thing is, if you play that game today on Xbox 360, even if you play it on your one backwards compatible, the game, I mean, it's a 2005 game. It doesn't look, it doesn't hold up very well. Yeah, so it looks pretty bad. But it's still pretty scary. Um, I so, think that's... I mean, I Slender Man takes the cake for me. I haven't touched it in a while, but I feel like that's the kind of game that would hold up pretty well because the story was pretty enriching. I don't play scary games either, but I played that one uh, back in like 2006, 2007, a little bit after. It hadn't been out too long, guys. And it was pretty scary. I'd play it for like maybe two hours at a time because it was just... it. it you know, when you're playing, like, watching a horror movie is one thing. When you're playing a game, I mean, all you guys know it, like, it really consumes your, like, concentration because you're in that experience. You're yep. that character. So the, all those jump moments get you even more in a game than maybe in a movie because you're immersed in that character. You're not watching someone else experience it. You're experiencing it, right? So that game was super creepy. I remember there's a part where you get to this, I think it's like a mall, or you get into this, like, mannequin store. Remember that? Oh yeah, and the mannequins oh. are like, aren't they moving or something? Yeah, like you'll you'll turn around and maybe they're in a different position. And I was like, this sucks. I was like, this is awful. And it's just a lot. No, for me, the dog. whole time. You know, when I talk about sometimes, like, not to. Well, I'm gonna bring it up anyway. We're a Halo podcast. When I've talked before about playing as Master Chief, and then some of the games I don't like when he gets alone. I like when he's like in CE when he's got the Marines around and stuff yeah. like that. It's nice because like when you go through the flood stuff, which goes into the more the horror kind of subgenre, like. That's creepy and eerie and it's unsettling. But so all the more, like when I'm playing Condemned, I kept thinking like, I wish there was other people around, but the other people ended up being ones who wanted to kill me. And that sucked. Or you'd have supernatural elements like that. So, uh, yeah. Josh, this is kind of taking us back right off that topic, but I got to tell you of two moments in movies where they weren't scary movies, but it scared me shitless. Oh, sure. Let's hear it. Uh, The first one, this is an easy one. The first time I ever saw Fellowship of the Ring and Bilbo freaked out. <laughs> yes. That scared me shitless. <laughs> he tells that story every time, and it makes me laugh so much, guys. I, I mean, I get it, he, but it never got me. Ter- but I get it. Really, he looks terrifying. He does. I, mean, I can watch it. I can watch it now without being scared. But he looks terrifying. I don't. How, how, and if, I don't know what Peter Jackson was thinking. <laughs> he, I had cleaned my freaking drawers after that. Um, I get it though. Now, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Josh. Okay, I, I get it, but I think. I think Kid Me was so focused on the fact, like, I guess I was just taking it as, like, you know, this is, like, corrupted him. It's the ring's power corrupted him. I didn't, I, I, I don't know. It just happened so fast. He's like, ah! And he immediately afterward is, like, so remorseful. He's crying that I guess I, I it, it didn't last long enough. And it was such a, almost like a blink and miss moment, if you will, within that whole film that I didn't really resonate with me in that way as much. 
So. Now, the probably this is probably the scariest moment for me ever that wasn't intended to scare me. I was in, Josh will know when I, once I get going with the story is, I was in my grandparents' basement alone at 3 a.m. in the morning, completely in the dark, on the couch. And I turn, I'm flipping through channels, and I get to this movie. TV, yep. I get to this movie. It's called One Hour Photo Start with Robin Williams. Williams. I had no idea what it was. I'd never heard of it. I just thought, I'm bored. It's late at night. I mean, this is, I was, if you guys think about it, if you go back far enough in time, if you were up late at night and you had cable TV, you're just flipping trying to find something interesting. Like, we didn't have, like, Netflix or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm flipping through, and I'm like, okay, Robin Williams movie. I, I like Robin Williams. I haven't seen this. So I flipped to the channel, and Robin Williams is standing. If you've guys seen the movie, you'll remember this. He's standing in a white room with, like, white shelving, like at a store. And he's wearing all white clothes and uh, shoes and everything. And the camera's, his eyes are closed. And the camera's like panning closer and closer and closer to him. And as it gets right in front of his face, at the same exact time, he screams bloody murder. And he opens his eyes. And his eyes are completely red. And blood shoots out of his I eyes. remember that. And it scared the shit out of me. I was probably 15. I was a little bit older. I was so freaking like, just it got to my, you know how you get those scares that like kind of go, I like, kind of Yeah, you feel your whole body. Yeah. Oh my. I, and I was like, and I immediately, and I, I mean, 15, you feel like you're an adult even though you're not. I, I got under the covers and I'm like, what the, what do I do? I'm in the basement alone. I would have to run up two flights of stairs to get to anywhere. Are they on the country? Like dark. No, no. no that's good at least. Three in the morning. I, it was just, <laughs> it was terrifying, scary, dude. Yeah. And the one thing I'll say that's different about that is that me and Creighton, just for funsies, have like in the middle of the day in a lit room, just went on YouTube and watched that scene again. Mm -hmm. And watching it prepared, it's still pretty creepy. If you guys haven't seen it, go like search for like Blood Eyes, Robin Williams, one hour photo on YouTube. Watch that scene and tell me it's not creepy. Uh, it's yeah, you guys, I, I can vouch for Brian and Graydon being creeped out about this. And to be fair, I mean, it's super. It, it's eerie. It's it's uh, uncomfortable. But uh, I, I was at his house one day before he had moved, and he was he's telling me this story. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to put it on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you real quick. I'm going to show you it. And Creighton's in the living room, too. And I remember as the scene is coming, and he's like in the hallway or whatever, and you you know the camera kind of zooms up to him if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Well, I at the corner of my eye, Creighton is like covering his face, and I'm like, "Fuck, they do not like this." <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah. So, and then he does it, you know, and yeah. So definitely, it's definitely just creepy. It, it's yeah, very uncomfortable. Off with it. You know, I forgot to mention too. I mentioned the Grudge earlier. The scariest movie guys I've ever seen was actually It Chapter One that came out in 2018. Up until then, it was The Grudge. But I said in the beginning to kind of bring this episode full circle, I guess. I thought we were going to talk more about games, but I'm, lo I'm loving where this is taking. I have one more game to oh, mention. That's great. No, that's great. But uh, this will be the last story I have. But uh, I was always scared as a kid of being taken away from my parents. Just of having, you know, or having like a killer doll like Chucky or something kind of get me where my, I'm trying to tell my parents they don't believe me or I can't get to my parents. That was just a a, a, a real childhood fear of mine guys and i had seen the original it at some point during like high school and by that point it had been kind of 
uh, it came out in the 80s, so it didn't age as well. And he like turns into a giant spider at the end, and it looks like shit. So it just didn't get. I mean, it creeped me out, but it didn't do enough to yeah. stay with me. Well, I go and see this one with my ex, and she was scared throughout the whole movie. I wasn't as much, and and again, that's because when I watch scary, you know, horror films. I'm immersed in the experience. I'm not thinking about, oh, I got to go eat after this, or I got to go sleep after this, or whatever. I'm immersed in it. Mm-hmm. It's after that I really feel it. So he's got that whole thing where he's like taking kids away and he's eating them and he's killing them. And it's it's graphic as fuck. And like, because these movies nowadays don't show that stuff, you know, they don't really do it. But this movie did it. And like the scene when you see the kid at the very beginning try to get his boat back. And Pennywise just like bites his fucking arm off. I was yeah. horrified by yeah, them actually showing that. And then there's like there's a scene where like the boy in the beginning too, like I think a little before it, goes down in the basement to get something, and it looks like these two eyes are just watching him. And he turns around, and it's actually just some antiques that are there or whatever. But like the the camera work is so exceptionally done on that that it, you it resonates, and you kind of you can think about times when you almost had that kind of feeling, like you know what I mean. Like maybe you thought you saw something, but it's just your hair or something to that effect, you know. So it was a very creepy movie. And afterward, we go back to the hotel, and she was so tired. She was at that point. She has the opposite effect, so she's unfazed, and she's ready to go to bed. She passes out, and but before she does, I'm I, I was like reading up on Wikipedia. I'm like, okay, there's a chapter two. I got to know how this ends. I'm reading up on some of this stuff, and I get more creeped out. So I'm like, let's turn on every light in this hotel room. <laughs> and at one point, she gets up right before she's about to sleep, and she goes and turns. I mean, it's a hotel room, so she goes and turns the bathroom one up, and she's off. And she's like, we don't we don't need everyone on. And I was like, hey, you're right. <laughs> we don't. And, uh, and she goes to sleep, and then in my head, I'm like, but we do. And, I get <laughs> up, and, and just going to the bathroom that, where it was dark, and turning it on was horrifying enough for me. But I turned it on, and then I literally sat there watching, like, Kane Peele reruns and mm. uh, infomercials. Yeah. And that's what sucked, too, is you know you're up late, and you know you've been scared when there's nothing on but infomercials, and you're trying to, like, deal with this, like, uncomfortableness. And anyway, anyway, I remember it just sucking. I was scared he was going to peer his head around the corner anytime because there was a scene in the movie. When you mentioned, like, the painted lady, it made me think of that frame. Like, you've seen that movie, right? Uh, the first part. Yeah. Okay. There's a scene where there's a woman and she's framed this and she basically like comes out, you know, cause it, it plays upon every kid's like fear, you know? Yeah. And there's one point when he's like looking at the Pennywise is like that, like woman goes around this corner and his head peers back around, but it's Pennywise. And I was, it's just so freaking eerie. So I was constantly scared that entire night. I didn't sleep for until about like seven in the morning. It was, she's right next to me. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm so scared in this tiny room. You could not. One time, guys, I Googled alien autopsy pictures when I was like in high school in my bedroom. And I got so scared. I mean, I don't I don't necessarily believe in that stuff. But it's just it's it's you know, I, the idea aliens is cool and all that stuff. Right. So I was just Googling that stuff for shits and giggles. I get myself so creeped out that I had to position my chair in the corner of the room. I had to move everything so that I was positioned yeah, in the corner of the room so I could see in every direction. I was like, y'all ain't fucking getting me. You know, I'm a. I can see. Well, do you know they move through walls, John? Oh, that's 
that would have been really scary. <laughs> but anyway, guys, uh, what, or, I'm sorry, Brian. Okay. What's your story? What's your story? Uh, prov- unless you come up with something, you no, have man, to say, that was Josh. I'm, this, I'm gonna give you guys. This is my. I'll give you a closer. Story. Brian's gonna give what us the gonna finale, s- and we're gonna get out of here, guys. What I was gonna say is not as interesting as the story I just remembered. So I'm gonna tell the story. What I was gonna say is that I couldn't play Doom three for like ten years because I was so scared of it. It was terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. But that's not as interesting. Here's my final story. It's almost more comical than scary, but it applies. So this is such a why. It's, it's just a weird story. Um, my grandpa used to take me to uh, college football games once a year. He'd take me to a college football game. Mm-hmm. And in Iowa, I don't know if, for whoever's listening, you may or may not know this. Iowa has the Iowa Hawkeyes. So he would take me to the, the Hawkeyes football game. Well, he took me like a couple days before Halloween to this uh, Hawkeyes football game. Mm-hmm. Well, I was like, I don't know. Once again, I was young. I was like 12 or something. So um, for me... I was pretty uninterested, and you guys know me, I'm not huge into sports, so I enjoyed watching the game, but I was kind of like, if I sat there for 10, 15 minutes, I want to go, I want to go look at the gift shops. I'd want to go look at the concession stands, because I was a kid. Yeah. Well, they had this one, um, like the, the, the mascot for the Hawkeyes team is this bird called Herky the Hawkeye. He's a hawk. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, so they had at the gift shop only one, this huge, I'm talking probably, I don't know. Four feet tall, this huge stuffed animal of Herky the Hawkeye. It was like $40 for a stuffed animal. And I, as a kid, I just had it, my heart set on it. I wanted it. Uh-huh. I wanted that. It was the only one. Like, there, wasn't, there wasn't 10. There wasn't an inventory. There was one. It was 40 bucks. And I said, Grandpa, Grandpa, I know I know, I don't need it, but I really want it. I really want it. And my grandpa, my grandpa is the kind of guy, it's weird. He's very good with money and managing his money, but he's also willing to make memories no matter the cost good grandpa he's a kind of he's a kind of grandpa that would say we go to a restaurant he'd say order a 40 dollars steak as long as you eat it i will be happy he would rather have is he me the order are you winning son yes okay that's a he good would grandpa. rather have me order a 40 dollars steak and eat it uh-huh. than order 10 dollars chicken fingers and and leave a couple fingers there because i because he he would hate waste he hated it but anyways waste he's nothing so, right Oh man, Josh, we got so close, bro. That's only for the Halo episodes. Anyways, anyways, so my grandpa, being the awesome grandpa he was, he was like, "I want to make this memory for Brian." So he's like, "Give me, give me the Herky stuffed animal, forty bucks, buys it for me." And I'm a little kid. I'm, I was probably younger than twelve now. I think of it because I'm holding this Herky over my shoulder. The thing's half my body, and I'm walking out of the stadium, and everyone's looking at me like all the other little kids are like, "Oh, look what he's got!" It's like I'm like, "Oh, oh yeah, that's I'm cool. Lost. You're the envy." <laughs> You're yeah, the I got the I got the one big Herky stuffed animal. Yeah. So, so this was like an hour and a half away from home. This 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 game. So we're driving home, and my parents. I can't remember. My parents weren't home. They were out with Creighton and my my other brother. My brothers. They were out doing something. Mm-hmm. Well, so we were on our way home. My grandpa's like, you know what? Let's stop at the Halloween store. Let's just stop at the Halloween store for fun. I was like, okay. So we go into this really nice Halloween store, and they have like these high-quality detailed masks that just the masks are like 50, 60 bucks a piece. But my grandpa, you know, he wanted to make memories. So my grandpa's like, why don't we each get a mask? It's like, okay, cool. So my grandpa picks out this like really creepy-looking burglar mask. Mm-hmm. It's like a messed-up burglar, and I pick out this like – it's like a makes my head look like a, a skull with googly eyes, but it's okay. creepy. So, my grandpa, if you if you knew him, he is weird, like he in a <laughs> cool way, but he's just a bozo with stuff. So he's like, no he's just a bozo. So, I love it. Yeah. So here's what he did. He was like, okay, so we're getting home. We're getting home from this game at like eight thirty at night. It's it's dark out. It's completely dark out. My grandpa's like, why don't we park our car 
a half mile away from your parents' house. And let's walk all the way there wearing our masks. Wearing our masks. So so it's 8.30 in October, and walking down a main street in the dark is me and my grandpa with these stupid masks on. I'm carrying this giant-ass bird over my shoulder. Because <laughs> I've still got the herky bird. But I'm wearing a school mask. <laughs> the herky bird? The herky bird. So we get to my, my house, my parents' house, and... We walk up into the lawn, and they're not home yet. But as soon as we walk up into the lawn, they pull into the driveway, and it's dark out. And they see two randos in masks, and my brother is terrified. My brother's terrified. Creighton is? And yeah, yeah Creighton is. Creighton, Noah's, I don't even know. Noah's like a baby, but Creighton's terrified. And, and my parents get out of the car, and like we're like, whoa. And like they get, they, we make noises. And my parents get that it's me and my grandpa. And uh, But so then... You know, they're trying to get Creighton out of the crate, Creighton out of the car. Creighton's like, no, it's scared. No. <laughs> like, like, okay, okay, take off the masks. He's scared. He's scared. So we took off the masks. We're holding the masks, and and uh, I mean, this this is pretty much the that's pretty much the girth of the story there. But like, <laughs> the girth. As Creighton, yeah, <laughs> what a word, right? Um, bozo girth. Um, no, we're not gonna name the episode. Um, so. We get in the house and basically I'm just Creighton sitting there like terrified and I, I just keep putting on the mask and scaring him shit. And he's like, and he's like oh, mom! <laughs> yeah. so, but yeah, that, that's pretty much my closing story. Just me and my grandpa walking down the street in the middle of the night with freaking masks on me carrying this big freaking football bird. It was ridiculous. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, that's, another, that's another good happy memory. I think that's kind of my closing thoughts. Is I, I, I Halloween's still fun in of itself because of some of the memories you get to create. Like scaring your loved ones is pretty damn fun. It's right. undeniably fun. You, yeah. you know, it, you don't want to be scared, but it's fun scaring everyone else. Yeah. So. All right, Josh, are we good to? Wrap yeah, this man, up? we're good to get out of here. Guys, this is really fun doing an oddball just on Halloween, uh, just talking about our horror stories and stuff. So we're, we're glad we can have this kind of platform to do that. And uh, we would love to hear from you guys, uh, hear your stories. If you, you want to send in a voice clip yeah, or you want to absolutely. send an email, go on Twitter. Let us know. We want to hear them. Um, we're not going to pitch all of our stuff because we usually don't do that in oddballs. But if you want to talk to us in the Discord, you can join our Discord at Sacred Icon Halo. You can send an email in at sacrediconhalo at gmail.com or just go on Twitter and message either Jovial Joshi or me at Brian's Bane or go on the Sacred Icon Halo and just give us a horror story. Let us know. Uh, well, one thing we are going to plug real no. quick, guys. Brian, why don't you tell everyone who might be just checking us out for the first time what Carnage Report is? Oh, okay, yeah. We just launched Carnage Report, which is a, uh, a series with our buddies Cole Dreyer and... Uh, John and I'm not going to say your last name because I'll screw it up. So Cole and John Den, mm-hmm. um, they're doing the Carnage Report where they talk about the Shadows of Reach novel that just came out. They're they're doing it in parts. The first part's already up. It's chapters one through eight. Check that out. Uh, those guys are great. We're getting great feedback from them. And Josh and I are cooking up, still cooking up our episodes. We're going to do a whole series retrospective on Halo Four with none other than Alex Noruspis. So. All right, guys. Uh, it was nice chatting with you, uh, Josh, and I'm hoping everyone enjoyed hearing our weirdo horror stories and our yeah. bozo girls. Happy Halloween, guys. <laughs> we'll be back uh, next week talking about yeah. Halo. Happy Halloween, guys. Keep it sacred. Peace. <laughs>